Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, have your way in our midst this morning. Speak to us, Lord. Change our lives, Lord. Bring testimonies of God into our lives, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please take your seat in the beauty of holiness. Hallelujah to the holy name of the Lord. If you believe in Jesus, let me hear you shout loud. Say, I believe. If you believe that you will make heaven, shout louder that I believe. Amen. If you believe you are victorious, why don't you shout louder, I believe. Amen. Wow. Blessed is he who believe what has been told of the Lord. For there shall be a performance. Amen. There shall be a performance in your life. Okay, so we'll be looking at a series. Um, I have a bit of code, so it won't be my usual voice, but it will be the unusual sermon. Amen. So don't worry at all. But can you hear me? Okay, okay. Okay. I'm hearing my voice like somebody else talking. But I'll be fine. I'll be fine. So I am talking on I am the true vine unraveling the secrets of fruitfulness in Christ. And today is the fourth part of this series and is the final part of it. Next Sunday, I am talking on Samson and Delilah. When a playboy meets a slave queen. I'll be showing you the making of a slave queen. And when the slave queen does not repent and you marry her, she becomes a slave queen. But if she repents and you marry her, she becomes a slave queen. I will also tell you about the making of a playboy. And if you marry a playboy who does not, who is not repented, he becomes a playboy. P-R-E-Y. If he is repented, he becomes a playboy. P-R-A-Y. So I'll show you. I'll show you. you. For those who are dating, you will see whether your girl is a slave queen or your guy is a, a playboy. And then those who are already married, you will see whether your husband is a pray boy or a pray boy. And you see whether your wife is a slave queen or a safe queen. So next Sunday, don't miss at all. And God will bless you. Then the Sunday after Ebo White is here, in the morning, in the evening, we have a powerful love ace. Kobe hosts this love ace every Sunday, every, every year, immediately after Valentine's Day. And uh, he does that so well. God bless you for taking this up. Amen. God bless you. So, but let me preach today. Let me preach today. So, the fourth part of I am the true vine. Because today is the end of it, I'm going to rush through all and then I conclude. Okay, so we are looking at who is Jesus. And our focus is on the seven I am's of Jesus. Seven I am's of Jesus. So in John 6, 35, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. In John 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. In John 10, 7, Jesus said, I am the gate for the sheep. In John 10, 11, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. In John 11, 25, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. In John 14, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. Then in John 15, verse 1, Jesus said, 
I am the true vine. So if you're looking at I am the true vine, when Mommy and I will spend the whole of February with our UK churches um, to do a similar series with them. And but when I come back, we will look at I am the way. Finding direction and purpose in Christ. And I'll show you how to journey in Christ and find everything you are looking for in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now when you study the logo of Amazon, there is an arrow from the letter A to the letter Z or Z. And the arrow is a smiley face. Okay. And Amazon is saying that Amazon is saying that you can find everything on Amazon A to Z. Everything A to Z. I also feel that you can find everything in Jesus, A to Z. Everything. So when I come back in this series, finding Jesus said, I am the way, I will show you how to find purpose and direction in Christ. Amen. God bless you. Am I alright? Okay, my back. No, it's okay. I'll be fine. They have, they have chopped me with something at the back. So I can preach. Okay. Now, so let me, so we started by looking at, in part one, we actually focused on the introduction. How to tell the difference between a good tree and a bad tree. And then we went on to discuss how to remain in Christ. Remember when I showed you the, the seven ways to remember it, to remain in Christ. Because the keys to bearing fruit in Christ is to remain in Christ. I shared with you that the R in remain is rock solid foundation. The E in remain is examination of the self. The M in remain is minding your own business. The A in remain is anticipating attack. Now, the E in remain is, the I in remain is interrogating the sermons you hear. So I shared this thing with you. And then the N in remain is never give up. And then in part three, which I preached last week, I shared with you the branch that does not bear fruit. And I showed you why, why Christians, some Christians don't bear fruit. And we went through and I looked at, I showed you a diagram and I showed seven reasons or eight or ten reasons why Christians don't bear fruit. So today allow me to teach you the branch that bears fruit. John 15 verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So I already showed you how to remain in him. So I'm going to move straight to show you the five fruits every Christian should bear. The five fruits every Christian should bear. Number one is the fruit of repentance. We talks about the quality of your conversion. Are you truly born again? Are you in Christ or you are in church? I'll come back to look at it. Then the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The quality of your Christian life. Then the fruit of evangelism. The quality of your service to God. Then the fruit 
of your labor, the quality of the works of your hands, then the fruit of your womb, the quality of your family. You want a total quality life, total quality life in Christ. You must remain in him. And if you remain in him, you will bear all these fruits. You will bear all these fruits. So I'm going to take my time one after the other. I need to just let you know that our focus will be on the first fruit, the fruit of repentance, because it lays the foundation for whatever I'm going to share with you today. So the other ones, I'll rush through them, but for the fruit of repentance, I'll spend a few minutes to try to teach you. Amen? Amen? Okay. Now, the fruit of repentance. The fruit of repentance. If you come to Christ, you must show that you are repented. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You see, it is this new, new creature. All things are passed away. Everything has become new. It is this new life that most Christians don't have or some Christians don't have. You are still the same person since you said you have become a Christian. And I want to show you why you haven't changed since you said you have become a Christian. Why you are keeping the same girlfriend. Why you, the only thing that you feel has changed in your life, honestly, is where you spend Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. Every other thing remains the same. I want to show you why. Okay? I want to show you why. Listen. The Christian life is a life of recreation. When you become a Christian, when you give your life to Jesus and you become a Christian, Asafu, how are you? You are the Breakaway International. Okay. When, when, when you become a Christian and you give your life to Jesus, and you give your life to Jesus, there is a transformation. Is there a pregnant woman in this church? Any pregnant woman here? All the men, you are not working. Can I borrow you for an example? Is it allowed? Well, of course, the, the part I'm choosing, you can't say no. I should have spoken with you before. Do you, do you have a child already? This is the first one. This is the first one. Okay, come. 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 Amen. Do, do you know the sex of the baby already? Do you know the gender? You don't know. You don't want to find out. What is your name? Doris. Doris, sorry, I have to use you. Eh? Okay. Exactly, don't worry. So you see Doris. Doris is pregnant. Doris' husband is a very powerful man. So Doris is pregnant. Whilst we're having all night, we're having something else. So, so Doris is pregnant. You understand? But Doris, how many months are pregnancy? Six months. Okay. So the baby is in Doris. This is Christianity. This is the way Jesus looks. And you are here, and Jesus is like this. Real Christianity, real Christianity is pregnancy. If any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, let's say Doris is going to have a boy. On Friday, well, my name is Kofi. 
on Friday. So let's say Kofi is here. I want to, you see, Kofi is here. And now Kofi, because Kofi is in Doris, Doris will eat gobe. Kofi will eat gobe. Doris will eat akole. Kofi will eat akole. Right now in Doris, there is an umbilical cord that connects this baby to Doris. In fact, the baby does everything in Doris. So the Bible says, in him we live, in him we move, in him we have a being. His pregnancy, description of a pregnancy. In him, Kofi, in her, Kofi lives. In her, Kofi moves. In her, Kofi has his being. Are, are you here? This is, this is the description of Christianity. I'm telling you. This is the description of Christianity. You should be here. You should be here. And the things outside Doris do not really have a lot of impact on Kofi. It's the things inside Doris. Inside Doris. Inside Doris. Inside Doris. This baby doesn't care about what goes on outside Doris. And this baby is comfortable inside Doris. This baby is comfortable inside Doris. The baby cries inside Doris. Wearies inside Doris. No baby can cry. Yeah, they can cry. They, see, the baby cries inside Doris. The baby wearies inside Doris. The baby... That's everything inside Doris. Yeah, inside Doris. And that's how Christianity is. Who also has a child here? You're carrying a child. Do you know immediately Doris gives birth? Doris gives birth and the baby comes out of Doris. Now the baby relates with the world. The baby is outside Doris. And the baby is relating with the world. The baby now is influenced by the world. The baby is now going to have friends. Very soon Kofi will grow. And Kofi will now have friends. And Doris will control over Kofi. And sometimes Doris say, Kofi, Kofi will grow up. And Doris I don't like this girl you are teaching. So, no, I'm an 18 year old. I can do whatever I want to do. And then, so it's the same. When you are outside Christ, it's the same. Are, are you here? Is your, is your mother still alive? Your mother is still alive. So you see, now look at her. She has come out of her mother's womb. She has come out of her mother's womb. How often do you see your mother? Not that once in a month. Not that when we are outside Christ, eh? And we are not truly born again, and we are outside Christ. Once in a while we pray. Yeah, once in a while we pray. Can your mother tell you what to eat? Can your mother tell you which religion to belong to? Can your mother tell you how many children you should have? You, you see, but because you are now outside your mother. So you have a certain independence to do what you want to do. You don't even, don't even like your mother very much. You can hide her in the village and choose another woman for a mother. Yeah, yeah, people do that. People do that. Some of you have done that. Thank you. Please, thank you. So I'll just try to show you the two people that come to church. Those in church but not in Christ, you are different. 
You're to be in control. Yes, you're supposed to be in control. You do bad things. Can the baby in the womb commit fornication? Can the baby in the womb drink alcohol? Can the baby drink cigarettes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Drink, smoke cigarettes? No. Because the baby is in the mother. If we're in Christ, you are different. You see, you see, Doris is coming to church. The baby has come. It is where Doris goes that the baby goes. Now, does Christ go to disco? Pap. So, you see, you see, you're a Christian. You are going to disco. You are going to disco. You know that Christ is not there. Whatever carried you there is because you are not in Christ. Whatever is carrying you to wherever you are going, you are not in Christ. You know that when Doris is going to visit her friends, the baby goes to Doris. And from age, when they are chatting, the baby can hear. You see, the kind of friends you have, you ask yourself, did Jesus carry me into this friendship? All these playboys who are cheating on their wives and I'm, I'm, I'm amongst them and we are doing all the bad things together. You ask yourself, did Jesus carry me here? Because if I am in him like a pregnant woman, I can only go where he takes me. Are you here? I can only go where he takes me. So I don't know whether you are in Christ or you are outside Christ. I don't know. But I can only describe your state and then you can go. So let me show you. When you are in Christ and you get born again, you go through seven processes. And I want to show you. Seven processes. So seven stages. Seven stages when you are in Christ. Seven stages when you are in Christ. Can I show you, my friend? Number one is what we call translation. Unfortunately, number two, transition. And then number three, transformation. And then number four, transfiguration. Number six, number five, transference. Number um, six, transparency. And then transcription, number seven. I want to show you. Can I show you? This is a good church. This is a solid good church. And I'm a good teacher of the word. And I'm a good pastor. You know why? Because I've gone through all these stages Christian life. So I want to show you the first stage. Eh? I'll go to the next, the translation. I'll show you something. I'll go to the next slide. And then I'll show you something with respect to the translation. Then I'll come back again to this diagram. Can we go to the next slide? Let me show you something. Now, you see in Colossians, eh? Colossians 1.13 Who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us Oh, obeying Adam. Nancy, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Okay. I don't know how long it will take for the lights to come on. I would have let them put off the whole light. But let me show you something. This is the way Christianity is. Eh? This is, this is Deacon Bonnie. Somebody called me and shared a very powerful testimony through the mountains. Amazing testimony. So this became, became uh, Bonnie. So before Deacon Bonnie bought, got born again, he was in darkness. His clothes was, were all soiled. He didn't see. He was in darkness. Covered by darkness. That is the spiritual state of anyone who is not born again. Darkness. 
And then the day he said, Jesus, forgive my sins. Come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. God immediately lifted him. I can't lift him, so jump. Eh? Bam! Into light. He left darkness and entered into light. It's called translation. It happens instantly. When you accept Jesus, it happens instantly. Instantly it happens. Are you here with me? It happens instantly. Now, how many of you, okay, thank you, Pastor Dan. How many of you know that if you leave one environment into another environment, there is, it moves so fast that your mind needs to adjust to be able to. So, go to the drawings now. So, now, you move from translation. Can we go there? Can you see the drawing? Can I see the drawing? Uh -huh. So, you, you are translated. You get born again. Immediately, there's a translation. That's how Christianity begins. There's a translation from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Can I explain to you? When you are in darkness, there are so many bad things around you, but you don't see. You have bad friends, but you won't see. You have bad behaviors, but you won't see. The reason why you will argue with me that, that in me, I can't stop fornicating. What is, when I'm a young person, and I'm burning. And I, do you know why you argue, make those arguments? It's because you are in darkness. When you are in darkness, you don't see the bad things you are doing. I'm telling you. It's the reason why you say that, show me in the Bible where it is written that I don't drink. You are in darkness. It's the reason why you say that, ah! If you are married, you must have a, you, if you have a farm, you must have a garden. Yeah. It's because you are in darkness. It's the reason why you don't pay tithe. And you make arguments. Pastors are using our money for business. Church is business. But it's not come. And by, when it comes to tithe, it is business. It's business. I won't do it. You have become like Sabinus the investor. By the Sabinus of this church. You know why you can make all those arguments? It's simply because you are in darkness. You are in darkness. So when we preach, you don't repent. When we talk to you, you don't change. It's because you are in total darkness. And then immediately you are translated into light. You get to transition. This is where you suddenly see. You see. You see that you are dirty. So now you are making choices. Do I stop with my boyfriend or not? And most people get locked here at the transition stage. Some people have become Christians, but they are locked in the transition stage. If I stop with my boyfriend, what will I eat? If I stop with my sugar daddy, who will pay my rent? This is a girl that has taken a man to court. So a stupid girl. Okay. She says she will not take a job in the bank because the man says she will take care of her. The man promised her 3000 a month. I'm looking at it. Your parents took you to school. You got a job in the bank. Somebody's promised you 3000 Hey, a man cheating on his wife. You should immediately know that this is a bad man. Then you left. That's what I'm calling her a stupid girl. Then you left all these things. Now the man is not fulfilling. She's taking the man to court. Some of you are here like that. It's only when you go to court that we will see you. That all the preaching I've been preaching, it doesn't affect you. See, you are the transition. You are the transition. You are here. You are here. You are thinking. So at this stage, one leg in the world, one leg in the church. So during the week, you are an unbeliever. Sunday, you are a Christian. Make what you are, make what 
you know, you are there like this. You are like seashore. Huh? You see, you are swinging back and forth in the church and in the world. Back and forth in the church and in the world. You go through your, your phone, all the pornographic things. You delete, you delete 10, you leave the 200. <laughs> and then the, the music, the music, okay. Let me take one or Shantawale one and leave Stoneboy one. And then this one will go, hey, this boy put here. They have some, let me leave this one. So you're going through transition. And then you do, say, this new boy, how is his name? Blacko, Blacko, Blacko. You say, oh, Blacko. Blacko sings about things happening to be the youth. Okay, so let me keep Blacko. Then once you are keeping, there is no Nathaniel Bassey. You see, there is no Nathaniel Bassey. There is no Moses Blake. There is no Joe Metal. You see, there is no all these people. So you are just, so you are in transition. Then you go to your phone log or your phone book. Say, okay. So you are, this is the way you name them. All the sugar daddies. So you say, sugar daddy, milk daddy, bread daddy, so you are, you are arranging them in the order of importance. You see, in the order of who sponsors you more. The one who buys you watch it, you say, watch it, daddy. The one who takes you to Dubai, Dubai, daddy. The one who sponsors you buy sugar, daddy. See, the one who doesn't take you anywhere, but brings you to church because he's a bad man. Uh, bachelor, daddy. <laughs> I, I, and then now you are discussing, you are thinking, who should I? You see, sometimes you think that when you reduce sin, it is better than when you have plenty of sins. I used to have five girls. Since I started coming to church, I'm now keeping only one. Brother, you are in transition. And this is a very dangerous place to be. Here, the transition place. It's a very dangerous place to be. But here you are still deciding whether the Jesus option is the best option for you. Will it change my life? What will it do for me? It's just like, it's just like you are married and you are keeping your former boyfriend's number on your phone. You are still not yet in love with the new man. You are in transition. I'm telling you. And then you are saying that, oh, but he's my friend. What kind of friend can you not let go? He's only a friend. He's only a friend. No, no. You are in transition. Your heart is not completely 100% in love with your new heart, with your husband. I'm telling you. You are about 80, 70, 60. There are even some foolish men who just understand that, okay, I understand. You are transitioning. I understand. I'll be there for you. You finish within a camp. I am there for you. Nonsense. Even a man who so my former wife, you see, she was a good woman. Oh, just that I wasn't behaving well. That's why we divorced. So I tried to help her, brother. You are in transition. You are in transition. So, so a lot of Christians are in transition here, and you have kept longer in transition. Listen, I'm telling you. You see how frustrating it is when you are traveling and then you get to an you get to airport and you have to transit and they are telling you that the next flight is in 11 hours. Now those are cheap flights. 
when you take chief, when you are going to you are going to Europe and you decide to go with with a chief flight, what's the name of those, some, those chiefs? Or Air Portugal? Air what? Air Maroc. Hey, it's Charlie. Air Maroc, Morocco Airlines. Do you know what they will do to you? You fly like nine hours, eh? Eight hours, somewhere. You are going to Europe for six hours. And because you have to pay thousand something dollars, you are going to get a plane that will let you pay a hundred, three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars. And then it takes you to Morocco. Nine hours to Morocco. You have gone past Europe three hours. And you wait, you wait for nine, sometimes 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes 24 hours. You wait before they will pick you. Before they will pick you. So the transit was longer than the real flight. And very, very frustrated. Some of you here, eh? you want cheap Christian life, so you are in transit. You want to have your cake and still eat it. So you are in transit. But in Christianity, there's nothing like transit. And most people who get stuck here, eventually fall. They go back. So at this stage, you are looking at your options. If you really want to save the Lord, this is where you download and offload a lot of things from here. You are making things go. Boyfriend, out of my life. Alcohol, out of my life. Bad behavior, out of my life. This, out of my life. This, out. Anything that does not, does not glorify God, you leave it here. Then you move on to the next stage. Do the next stage, you move on to transformation. Transformation. This is where your mind is changed. Your life has changed. You can see that you are born again. Here you can tell that you are a new creation. Your friends can tell. They can see you and say that, Charlie, you have changed. You, you have changed. Charlie, we can testify. You have, hey, I can see I changed. I said a group of my sons came to me one day. They drove to my house. Do you know why they came? They just came, knocked at my door. I opened and said, Daddy, we just came to tell you that you are born again, Pastor. And then they sat in their car and drove. How can you come and tell a pastor that are there pastors who are not born again? He just came and told me that and left. Later on, I met them. I said, why did you guys come to tell me that? I said, Daddy, we were eating at a restaurant. And we suddenly realized that nobody on the, on the table was smoking. There was no alcohol on the table. And all of us there, we were chain smokers. We loved drinking alcohol. And we loved women. And we had sitting down eating four of us. No girlfriends, no alcohol, no cigarettes. And then one of them said, Ah, Charlie, do you just realize what has happened? And they said, Why? They said, Where is alcohol here? Where is cigarettes here? Where are the girlfriends? The one said, Charlie, the two of them are chained back. Let's go and thank you. I'm sharing with you right now. So there must be a certain transformation. People around you must see the impact of Christ. The impact of Christ on your life. They must, from your parents to your grandparents to your spouses, your siblings, your friends, they must see a transformation. They must see. And because Christianity is a living life, 
you have to discipline, you must be regular. This morning, I was taking a photo with my son, Nana. And then the guy has almost caught up with me. I don't care, has he beaten you in height? Not yet. So you know it will happen. The way the guy is running, eh? After my missile, my missile has become like a baby. So he's a living being. He's growing. He's changing. His voice. Some time ago he was talking. I said, Oh, Kevin is coming. We call Kevin. They say it's not Kevin, it's Nana. He was speaking with a loud voice. Like, you get it? Anything that has life changes. Your Christian life must be dynamic. There must be evidence of change. Change. You should be growing. It's called transformation. Then the next stage. So I'm sad. The, I think I'll preach this. When I travel, I come back. I'll come and complete this. I think I'll end on this one. Then when I come back, I'll come and look at the other fruits before I move on to talk on the way. This way. No, no, no. Look. And then you come to the transfiguration. Aish. This is when now people see that you are looking like Jesus. They look at you, oh, oh boy. Now every quotation, every statement you they say, you they quote scripture. Oh boy. Now you be Christian, oh. Oh boy, now you they, you they, you they be like Christ. Oh. Your dressing, your disposition, the way you talk, the way you do things, they see that this is transfiguration. You are looking like Jesus. I went to visit um, Pastor Charlie. What do I call it? I call you Pastor Kobe, Pastor Henry, Pastor Wallace, Pastor Kobiana. Which one? Which one do you want? Eh? Pastor, Pastor Wallace. Okay. So I went to visit Pastor Wallace in his office. And his boss was looking for him. After I have a com- had a conversation with his boss, and his boss was looking for him. Do you know how his boss called him? His boss said, Osofo, then I had not ordained him. He was not even a deacon. The boss said, Osofo. Osofo. And do, do you know that when you look like Jesus, that's the title they give you. Before I became a pastor, people in my area were calling me Osofo. 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 And if you are if you are a woman and you are making impact, they call you Osofo Mame. Hey, Osofo Mame. Hey, Osofo Mame. How many of you have been called Osofo before, even though you are not a pastor? Raise your hand. Yeah, yeah, you see, only a few of us. Oh, yeah. Only a few of us. How many of you have been called Osofumami before? Even though you are Osofumami. Yeah, yeah. You see, I see only one hand here. Okay, I see some hands. Okay, quite impressive in the choir. Okay. Uh, what are you here? Okay, here. Somebody is trying to lift somebody's hand. Okay, here I see some. What about here? Okay, a few here. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you see, so you see that now. Thank you, Pastor. You see, you now see that. You now see the impact of you being born again. Now you are behaving like Christ. You, when you meet my childhood friends, and you say, "Oh, Yofi is a pastor," you know what they will say? Their first reaction will be that, "Oh, we are not surprised." After that, boy, they are not. Oh, we are not surprised. Oh, Yofi. Bible. 
Oh, you fear nature or something? Well, 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 if you want to say, you fear or something? Oh, yeah, 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 and then your own, your own wife will tell me, Daddy, are you sure about this? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Now, those are ordained there. Do you know, you know those are ordained recently? I was looking around to see how many people they brought. If we didn't bring anybody for your ordination as an elder, a deacon, your office staff did not come, your friends did not come in their numbers, it's a clear indication that you are even ashamed to let people know that you are being ordained. Do you know why I've come? Well, though I'm saying this, I'm standing here. Because all the elders and deacons are on the other side. No, no. Because this thing I'm saying is a hard truth. I don't want to go and look at somebody's face. Then the person will say, Daddy was talking about me. See no evil. Hear no evil. Say no evil. Just preach the gospel. Please, I'm only preaching you know, I am just preaching. Amen. I am a servant of the law. Servant of please. I also want to tell you, eh? You are a deacon, you are a pastor, you are this, and your children don't serve in the church. Your children go to other churches, they don't come to this church. It's a very serious question mark on you. A very, very serious question mark. It raises doubts about what you preach at home. And about the impact of your life at home, I'm telling you. Oh, what for my children? They don't want to come here. Oh. You're an elder. You're a I'm not saying that you are only a church member. No, they don't want to come here. Oh. Because they look at you. Elder in your church, you are drinking alcohol here. Elder in your church, you are beating mommy. Elder in the church. And you are sleeping with the maid servant and we have caught you, daddy. The last time we saw, yeah, that we couldn't say anything, but we saw. Now they will say, oh, we'll go to another church. Because when we come to church and we see you leading, praying over offering, and giving announcements, we get very annoyed. So we don't want to, we, it's every Sunday we want to at least be with the Lord, not to come for you to annoy us. The, the, way, daddy, the way daddy talks about you, the way daddy praises you, we, we think that your pastor is not prophetic enough. Because if he knows what you do at home, all the things you do at home, he would never have made you a pastor, an elder, a deacon. Am I preaching? Am I saying something? Am, am I really saying something? Am I, am I getting you blessed? Am I moving you closer to Jesus? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that, listen, this is about the Christian life. And how you should live it. You have to look like me. You have to be a living epistle. You have to be a living epistle. Your life must be a gospel. People must look at your life and thank God. You know why I project me and mommy's marriage like that? Because I feel that it's a gospel. 30 years. I feel it's a gospel. It's not a gospel. It's total gospel. Total gospel. Hmm. Let me close. Let me close. Now, the next level, if we are truly born again, is transference. This is where, this is where you are now 
making impact on people. You are winning souls. You are nurturing people. You are making disciples. Because you can never be full of the Spirit without sharing the gospel with anybody. Somebody has been a maid servant in your house for more than one year. The person is not born again. Your gate man is not born again. Your watchman is not born again. Your staff members are not born again. And you are a Christian, oh. How hard is that possible? Your best friends are not born again. How is that possible? But Jonathan is still in the back there. I chased him to become born again. You know, three years. Because I felt that it was an indictment of me to be born again and my closest childhood friend was still not born again. So I would lead him to Christ and he would still not come to church. I led him to Christ more than 20 times. But the guy was stubborn. He would still not come. So do you know what I did? See, there's a Holy Spirit Cathedral at Abraka. And she was, at, she was attending secondary school at uh, Accra High School. And every afternoon, he passes there to the house. So I went to wait for him at the Holy Spirit Cathedral area. But when he saw me, but he wanted to dodge, but it was too late. I was standing there with a big Bible on the sun, waiting for him. Then he showed up in his black and white school uniform. I said, Brother Joe, praise the Lord. He couldn't respond. Mm -hmm. I said, Brother Joe, today you have to speak in tongues. And when you are truly born again, people respect you. I said, follow me. Brother Joe had his back following me. I had my Bible. Inshallah, bro, I'm speaking in tongues. And then, you know, to enter a Catholic church, you have to be a Catholic. So you have to bow down a little. I bow down a little. I said, follow me, bow down some. Then there was a, some water there. You have to put your hand inside. I have to put my hand inside. Get like this. But nobody will come in. But the, the Holy Spirit Cathedral is a very big place. I said, why do you follow me? He went to the back, back, where nobody can see us. I explained to him what speaking in tongues is. I said, so I'm going to lay my hands on you. You will speak in tongues. Okay? I said, whatever comes out of your mouth, say it. I laid my hands upon him. More than 45 minutes. I called him down there. What kind of tongues? Then he started speaking something. I don't know whether he was told. Or he wanted me to go. I have to believe myself that this is tongues. I think I was 17 years or 16 years. I have to believe that this is tongues. I doing something. No problem. This is tongues. From that time, we will come to church. From that time, we will come to church. Why is your best friend not born again? Are you not transferring enough? Are you not doing transference? Of the spirit of God, you to other people. Why? Why is your best friend not born again? I, I show you yourself you are born again. Because being born again is very contagious. It's very contagious, though. It's very, very contagious. If we're a Christian, it's a contagious sickness. Your, your children are becoming wayward and all those things. Okay, from transparency to transparency. Now, transparency is your, you have gotten to a place where people can see Christ through you. You are not an opaque person. You are not an opaque article. You are a transparent article. People can see Christ in you. 
They can read the Bible in you. They can talk about if somebody wants to know somebody who is a Christian, they can say, Oh, okay. Okay, so let me say this. Somebody, a group went to South Africa to do a research on poverty. So they went to this shanty town in South Africa and met a man coming out of his of his house, small house. Then they said, Yes, sir, we are doing the research on poverty. What do you think poverty is? The man said, Come with me. The man took him to his small um, um, house. Small, small, this thing. The man said, You want to know poverty? Come, follow me. This is poverty. Pointed his leaking roof, pointed his mat he sleeps on, pointed what the children ate in the morning. Say, This is poverty. This is poverty. This is poverty. This is poverty. The man didn't define poverty. He showed them poverty. Don't tell me you are a Christian. Show me you are a Christian. Just show me you are a Christian. Just show me that you are a Christian. Stephanie, show me. Just show me that you are a Christian. Do you know why I can preach this sermon? My wife is here. My children are here. My friends are here. People that do have weight. My in-laws are here in church today. All these, they are here. But I can still preach it. My mother is sitting here. My siblings are here. But I can still preach this message with conviction. Because you know what? I am transparent. When you draw closer to me, you will see Christianity. You will not see any other thing. I am not a Christian in the pulpit. I am more of a Christian at home and in my office and the people I relate with. That is all. Transparency. And then you move from transparency to transcription. Now you become a story somebody wants to write. How many people are written articles about me? Yeah. Articles about me. People just saw me and said, hey, let me write something. They always said, you say you are doing some research and I'm the center of it. I get people eh, who travel to come and see me that they are doing research on the archbishop. A lot of people. White people, all manner of people will come and say, they say, if I see you, I will see the archbishop. We are doing a, a whole university somewhere. We are doing, he's the pioneering father of the charismatic movement. We want to see how he did it. We want to write about how he did it. And they would travel to this country to come and write. You have to, you have to, you have to transcribe Christianity. Are you here with me? I want to thank you for joining me in the service today. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his faith to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. I pray for you that you will truly be born again. I pray for you that you will not be outside him, but that you will be inside him. May God help you. May God help you to become a good Christian. Lift up your voice and pray right now.